up good people of the internet? My name is Miles Kilby and welcome to the 10th episode of Tremendous Opinions Podcast. We are in double digits and we are not stopping anytime soon. Um, it's been, I think, two going on two weeks since the last update and really the reason why is I got pretty chapped up in filming the last one and I was too tired to start over again. And I don't want to do a bunch of cutting and splicing and editing. So, you know, whatever, dude. It'll be alright. Uh, a lot has happened since the last episode. Um, it's March. It's March 2nd when I'm filming this. Tuesday, March 2nd. That means March Madness is upon us. And I live in God's country. Raleigh, North Carolina, right in the middle of basketball. Um... I love this time of year. My family, um, for the most part, we grew up in Oklahoma, but I had my uncles and cousins, and uh, there'd be about 20 people at my house the whole ACC tournament. And this is in Oklahoma. This isn't in ACC country. So people thought we were crazy Like when we told them, no, we're taking off work. or, You know, like this is what we do. This is the ACC tournament. Okay. Obviously, you've heard me talk about my Tar Heels. But it, it really matters who wins the ACC tournament. It matters for my whole family's morale. If Duke somehow comes away with a regular season title or a ACC tournament title... It's like a rain cloud over my whole family for like six months. It means something. Some people don't get it, but we're about that life. I just took off three of my vacation days to watch the ACC tournament. So, this is my time of the year. I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm not going to be super biased with my March Madness picks. It's that time of year, baby. I'll give you two final four locks and this is pretty easy. Gonzaga and Iowa. My Cinderella. If you would even call it a Cinderella. This isn't a butler or a... Uh, you know, Florida Gulf Coast of the world. This is USC. But they're unranked. I think they're like 16 and 9 or something like that. They have some real powerhouse talent at USC. They're just putting it together. I think USC can make a run in this NCAA tournament. At least to Sweet 16, Elite 8, depending on the bracket matchups. I'm going to give you eight picks for Sweet 16 teams. That's half the Sweet 16. I'm going on a limb on March 2nd. This is before conference tournaments. I'm going to give you eight teams that are going to be in the Sweet 16. Please, in a couple of weeks, play this back and check me out. UNC is making it to the Sweet 16. I'm not going to be... You know, an airhead and a loser and say they're going to win it all or they're going to the Final Four. 
They're going to go to the Sweet 16. They owe Roy Williams that much. Two other ACC schools are going to make the Sweet 16. UNC, Virginia, and Florida State. Virginia, the past five, six years, has always been a tough basketball squad. But this year, they're not just a defensive unit. They're an offensive unit as well. Florida State, they're phenomenal freshman, Scotty Barnes. He's going to be a lottery pick in the NBA draft this coming up year. If he chooses to go, I think he should. Um, I just noticed, I thought that was a bug. Oh my gosh, it's like a piece of a leaf or something. Oh, that almost gave me a heart attack. <laughs> I've been sitting here with this thing on my shirt the whole time. See, that stuff happens, and I'm not going to redo it. We're rolling with it, baby. We're rolling with it. I'm too deep now. Florida State's making the Sweet 16. Scotty Barnes is going to average 18 to 22 points a game during the NCAA tournament, and uh, they're going to win a few games. USC, like I said, is my quote-unquote Cinderella squad. USC is going to make the Sweet 16. Iowa and Gonzaga, like I said, they're going to the Final Four, so obviously they're going to be in the Sweet 16. And tonight I was just watching a... Illinois-Michigan blowout. Illinois is blowing Michigan out of the water. They're up by like 30. But Michigan is a real team. They're 18-1. and one. I'm not just saying they're a real team because they're 18-1. and one. I'm saying it because they have a lot of talent. I really don't know what happened in that Illinois game. Um, Illinois has the bigs to compete with them. Uh, but there's no reason they should be blown out of the water by 30 because Michigan and Jawan Howard, they have a real... Uh, like a, a roller coaster effect. They're really going up. They're on the up and up. Um, and Illinois, they always seem to be there every five, six years. They'll have a, a good solid squad, and they have it now. They have the bigs to compete with really anybody. They have a tank down low. Um, so that's half of the Sweet 16 I'm giving you to fill out your brackets UNC, Virginia, Florida State, USC, Iowa. Gonzaga, Michigan, Illinois. And it really, I guess it does depend on the the brackets because, I mean, three of these teams could be in the same region and not, you know, be able to make it to the Sweet 16. But this is before Selection Sunday. I think all these teams have the talent to make it to the Sweet 16. And uh, as soon as the brackets are released, I'm going to print a few off and look and see how I stacked up in a in a uh, prophecy, if you will, on what's going to happen. Uh, but really, the episode today, I wanted to talk about video games. It's March, so it's only right that I started off with some March Madness talk, but uh, last episode, I wanted to touch on video games, and uh, I just, I was having problems recording last episode um i grew up in the 90s my i still remember how i got my first console my dad was a pastor and the youth pastor at the time a guy named big o um, great man he was upgrading his own personal console at his house i think that's when the nintendo 64 came out he had a 
a Sega and he offered my dad to give me his old console, his Sega console with a few games and uh, I was you know jumping over the moon about it. I remember still the car ride home with the Sega in the in the car and plugging it up to a TV that we had on the floor and uh, there was it was like one of those rooms in your house that no one goes in. It's like a dining room that you don't go in unless it's like Thanksgiving or something like that. I had a little TV on the floor by myself. Usually I left the lights off and I was just in a dark room by myself. <laughs> it sounds so bad and sad. And in a dark room by myself as a kid, but I loved it. I loved playing Sonic the Hedgehog and uh, there's a, a little like a Western saloon shooting game. Um, that Sega, it had my attention even as a young kid, like in kindergarten. Um, shortly after, probably second, third grade, I upgraded to the Nintendo 64 and I had uh, Madden 99. Um, I had a few good games. I had uh, uh, Mike Tyson, NBA Jam. There was a certain NBA game with Antoine Walker on the front cover of it. Can't remember what that one was called. But uh, me and my cousins, we would sit there and play. Um, I always played against my little brother before he knew what was going on, and all, I would always win. So that he probably has like psyche issues <laughs> about always losing. But my dad did it to me. I remember like when I had Madden 99, um, I was probably first grade and my dad would pick like the best team and give me the worst team in the league and he'd run it up on me. I remember crying just, and my dad loved it. He'd just giggle at me. But, uh, you know, the tables are definitely turned now. We still play video games together. That's so cool after 20 years. Um, my dad is a, Fortnite addict. I don't know how it happened, but uh, he bought his own Xbox a couple of years ago. It's probably three years ago now. It's when uh, they lived in Georgia, so it was three years ago. So he's been playing Fortnite, if not every day, um, at least five times a week for the past three years. He'll sit down and play Fortnite. Um, but back in the day, man, we filtered through every console. Uh, I remember playing like the Pokemon video games on N64, where you ride around and take pictures of the Pokemon when Pokemon just came out. Um, it's beautiful, nostalgic memories of video games, man. Especially if you sat down and played them on a regular basis with people. Like uh, my cousin Paxton... He was my best friend growing up. We were inseparable. And uh, especially when we got our license, he would come out to our house or I would go to his and we would play. Well, if I'm skipping ahead. Let's go from uh, Sega to N64. Let me think. I We had Game Boys. Game Boys and the Pokemon games came out. And me and my little brother played those. Um, those were fun. I believe the next console that I had was a GameCube and it was the 
NBA Live. That's before 2K really took off. NBA Live was a big deal. Um, NBA Live 2005, I think, is when they introduced the dunk contest in a video game. And I believe one of those is the first one that they had Michael Jordan on there, where uh, it was not NBA Jam, but a real NBA game that had Michael Jordan, and you had to pick the 90s All-Stars, 90s East All-Stars, I think it was, to to have Michael Jordan on your team, and we'd sit there and play All-Star games back and forth with those guys from the you know, 90s and early 2000s era. The Tracy McGrady's and Yao Ming against Shaq. And, you know, it was a fun game. Um, the GameCube we had, I think James Bond 007 was one of the bigger games on GameCube. That was fun to play. And there was a Matrix video game that was fun to play. I probably spent hours on both of those. Um... After the GameCube, it was the original Xbox, the heavy, fat, black Xbox that sounded like a, a car starting when you turned it on. Um, my favorite video game on that, and my cousin Paxton would agree, I believe, NCAA Basketball, NCAA March Madness 06. That's 15 years ago. It had Raymond Felton and Roy Williams cutting down the net on the front cover. That's not why I liked it. I liked it because of the gameplay, the user interface, and the dynasty mode. The recruiting in dynasty mode. I had down to a science. I could close my eyes and simulate through the recruiting process and have a five-star recruiting class at the end. And it would not take me long. And that's not like a figure of speech. Like, I can do that with my eyes closed. I did it. I tried to do it with my eyes closed, and I ended up with a five-star recruiting class. And we giggled about that all night long. There's a lot of, like, camaraderie and friendship that could be built through video games. Like, I, you know, even if video games were a thing, I would love, and we'd, you know, had a great time with my, me and my cousin Paxton, but... Dude, video games, they brought out something different in us. It was like we were like Snoop Dogg. We created verbiage. Like, uh, I know Snoop Dogg wasn't the originator of Izzle and Faux Shizzle, but he made it popular. We were creating words playing video games. I remember on the original Xbox we were playing Fight Night Round 4 I think it was or Fight Night Round 3 we were fighting heavyweight against this big guy and the camera angle turned around to where you couldn't really see us you just saw the our opponent's back and I don't know if they did it on purpose for a goof or whatever but you could see our opponent's plumber crack sticking out like like <laughs> Like three inches, dude. It was too much. And if we just looked at each other and kept on looking at the game. But the guy, the opponent was good. He was like wearing us out. And we were both mad at it, yelling at the TV. Like hit him, hit him. And my, I wish I could take credit for it. But Paxton, 
he uh, he invented a term. That <laughs> we're so stupid. Like we were in sixth grade, I think, and uh, he said the term unknowingly, and I was the one that kept on saying it. So he said, "Punch him in his fat crack." Okay. <laughs> okay. He said, punch him in his fat crack. So I, I paused the game and died laughing. And from then on, it's like all summer long and the next two school years, I started calling people fat crack. Like, what up, fat crack? What's good, fat crack? And it stuck. The whole middle school started saying fat crack. I don't know why. And I, <laughs> I didn't want everyone to. I just thought it sounded funny. And it it flew from there. Every, like the grade above us said it all the time. but And that just started from us playing video games alone. You know? And it's a terrible, you know, example of verbiage. But... Uh, we had so many sayings and and things that were inspired from video games. And uh, looking back, man, those summer nights, I know that people in the 70s and 80s must have had a great time, but just chilling out, eating a box of Cheez-Its and getting lost in video games with your best friend. Man, such good times. Um, after the original Xbox I mean well I can't shoot past the NCAA football games either with Jared Zabransky uh, Reggie Bush on the cover those were great games fun games the campus legend modes um, but still NCAA 06 with Raymond Felton takes the cake for me and uh, I would hope that there's someone else out there that would agree I've never really heard anyone talk about that game, but the the gameplay and the recruiting process, it was so fun, man. So whoever made that game did something right. Um, then Xbox 360 came out, and the ability to play with people. I mean, you could play online and like multiplayer, but with the Xbox, the original version, we would have to put four Xboxes in a room and connect them to one another and have four four separate TVs split four ways. So we could play Halo eight on eight, but you'd have to have 16 people, which we did. We had 16 people in a room at the church playing Halo. Four people per TV. You had a little square smaller than my computer screen on the on these individual TVs. And eight verse eight for hours. People were sweating leaving those rooms and hungry. But it was so fun to just wear each other out and uh, be in the room yelling at each other and then checking the stats after the games. We had a, such a big time playing Halo when it, Halo 1 when it first came out. And then Xbox 360 came out. The ability for online multiplayer. Halo 3 rocked our worlds. My Uncle Ryan got involved. We, 
at my cousin's house, we had probably four TVs going with, uh, yeah, four TVs going, four separate Xboxes, and you had to buy the disc. So we had four separate copies of Halo 3 going hard, as hard as you could imagine. Um, twilight years of my life, man, spent playing video games. So to all those moms and dads, I mean, a lot of people's opinions have changed after they see Ninja making millions of dollars. Um, but video games aren't all that bad. And I'm now a 28-year-old adult working 70-plus hours a week. And I will tell you, video games are amazing. Especially this day and age. I mean, like I said, we play Fortnite every week. And it's like a family time now, you know? My brother lives in Georgia. My other brother's about to move to college. So especially when he's gone to college, we'll be playing Fortnite, dude. Call of Duty, we'll be playing something and uh, having a big time. That's what we do. That's what we do. So, in light of the title of the episode, Xbox Legend, I'm here to validate my case. In the, the time that I spent away from uh, uploading a new episode, I managed to rip some of my Xbox recordings and mash them up together so viewers of the YouTube platform I hope you enjoy it and listeners you'll have to check out the YouTube version to see exactly what's going on and I hope it doesn't give you an ear beating but uh, thank you guys for tuning in to Tremendous Opinions episode 10 uh, see I don't even know what I'm doing you know I talk about March Madness and video games how do the you know we go with the flow here baby I'm not tripping on nothing. Episode 10, Tremendous Opinions, March Madness. Go Tar Heels. See you next time. Check the, uh, the video out. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks, guys. <laughs>